1: Ryan, I mean, think about everything you could have watched if you woke up at 5 a.m. for the World Cup today and you go to bed at 2 a.m. after Purdue-Gonzaga. I know. Then you wake up again tomorrow for World Cup and you got Michigan and Ohio State at noon, which is where I will leave the floor to you and Ryan's picks. That's
0: why you're the goat right there, PJ. That's why you're the (laughs) Howard Stern of BetMGM tonight. Seriously. You're like the Larry King. That's the perfect setup. Because that's my favorite play tomorrow, dude. I uh, We had a good year, college football, and I don't want to burn it all, so I'm going to wait till bowl season to really go all in, and I look at this slate and it's rivalry week, and I just tend to bet dogs, you know? Yeah. And we look at it right now. We got Florida and Florida State tied up at 14. Dogs, dogs hanging around in that one. Tomorrow, though, I don't really want to side in Michigan, Ohio State, because it just seems about right. I would lean Ohio State, I especially at home. But on like week three, after like seven beers, I really like what I saw from Michigan. So I tweeted out that Michigan was going to win this game. So now I kind of have to stick with that original <laughs> tweet, or I have to delete the tweet, and I don't want to get old takes exposed. So I'm kind of just rooting for Michigan, even as a Notre Dame fan. If we could have something nice tomorrow, which we'll get to that in a second again, you. USC and revenge the Bush push, then maybe they could have something too. But I took the first half under twenty eight and a half 28 and a half in this game, Ohio state right now, mainly because of injury and because of some struggles. Also, they've been playing in some crappy weather situations, you know, a couple weeks ago uh, against Northwestern, they really couldn't push the ball down the field because there was 40 mile per hour wins. But CJ Stroud really hasn't looked himself lately. Uh, they're all dinged up both in the backfield and in the wide receiver room. We've only seen Jackson Smith, uh, Najigba, who's probably the best wide receiver in college football, or at least top five, for three games this season. And so right now, they're actually, as we talked about earlier when we did our locks of the week, they're barely inside the top 100 in plays per minute. They're just playing at a slower pace, not really your typical Ryan Day-type team. And then you know Michigan works at a really slow pace. They like to run the football, and they like to do it with Blake Corum. I have a small little ticket on him to win the Heisman. Probably not going to happen. I think that he should. I know it's a quarterback award right now. He's all dinged up. He gets injured last week. Uh, He's delivering turkeys. He's going to go in this game, man. This is the game. He's going to be ready to go. You would would hope. (laughs) He's going to be in the trainer room. This is
1: why you go go to these schools, right? It's playing this game.
0: Yeah, yeah. So whatever they got to do to get him in this game, I think we're going to see him. Also, we have a 70% chance of Midwest rain. We're going to see some wind. Probably not a fast start. I don't want to go full game under because who knows, man? It's the game. We could see some wild stuff, and especially with these two teams. We could see maybe a block punt. We could see a pick six from J.J. McCarthy, who has not been good. He's only, as we talked about earlier, one 300-yard passing game all season, and that was against Indiana. Now he steps up because you have a uh, Ohio State defense that has been much better even than projected. Michigan's defense, we know how good they've been. But also, they really haven't played anybody all season. I mean, they're fifth against the pass. They're second against the run. But it's C.J. Stroud in that offense, so... Who knows? They step up in competition a little bit. Michigan, they're scoring 39 points per game. They're ninth in the country there, but again, they haven't really played anybody, and they're only giving up 11 points per game, second in all of college football. Ohio State this year, they've been good if you look at the statistics, but also, man, Penn State and Sean Clifford put up 31 against them, 402 yards from Maryland last week and 30 points. Yep. The pass defense still inside the top 15th or 11th overall. They're 15th against the run. Love the first half under here. My favorite game of the night, I thought about this long and hard. I could see Notre Dame getting blown out and just like, it's been a nice couple of weeks, and I would still consider this a success. But, man, they've looked really good. Yep. And since that loss to Stanford, they've won five straight games, They blew out Boston College. I actually leaned Boston College last week, but remember I said, "Eh, you know what? I could see Notre Dame showing up for this one. They won 44-0. Marcus Freeman finally has things going in the right direction. I love what Tommy Reese is doing with that offense, especially when he doesn't really have the best quarterback. You know, Drew Pine, he's been taking care of the football. He's been using his tight ends, but he's obviously not going to push the ball down the field. They're not even averaging 220 passing yards, but they could run the ball. They're averaging 240 rushing yards. They have one of the better offensive lines in the country. USC, we talk about this every week. I don't know if they're frauds because they could put up 40 on any given night. And they have the best quarterback in the country, let's be honest. I mean, he's going to be the number one overall pick next year. Unless it's Drake May, but it's probably going to be Caleb Williams. I'd take Caleb. But USC can't stop the run. Notre Dame runs the football. They're 66 against the run. And they're 103rd, just total defense. So I think Notre Dame's going to be able to move the ball. They're going to be able to shorten this game a little bit. I think they're live in this game. I just think they're a much different team. And now it's all about just recruitment, you know, in in, in the, in the summer and a b- win against obviously Clemson, Um, you know, the win against North Carolina, you beat up on all those teams, Syracuse, but a win over USC is big for that program. It's a huge, huge rivalry game. And you look at these big game situations. I know we like to rip, you know, uh, Notre Dame when they play against Alabama or when they play against Clemson usually, but they're 13 and three against the spread in their last 16 road games against a team with a winning uh, home record. They actually play play pretty good against the tough teams when they're on the road and at home. So rolling with Notre Dame and I'm going to sprinkle on the money line. Kind of a homer play though, as you know, I like it. I'm going to go with kind of the uh, contrarian here. Wake Forest has been costing me a lot of money. All they do is move up and down the field. I love Sam but they just keep turning the ball over, yes, man. Yes, they do. Whereas Duke wants to grind these games out. I went under in this game, and I'm fine with under anything under 64, to be honest with you. Duke is sixth in the nation in passing offense, uh, giving up 224 yards per game. The, the, the reason I like this is because Duke can take the football away, man. They give up 254 yards, I should say, through the air. They've given up 22 touchdown passes, but they have 23 takeaways. And Sam Hartman is just turning the ball over like crazy right now. Wake Forest, not what I thought they were going to be this season. Unfortunately, not going to get that win total over eight and a half. I'm going to go under here. I just feel like this is going to be a very popular over. It's Wake Forest. It's Duke. Duke's been a much better program this year, and they've done it with their defense. So I like the under. Here's a scary one. We're going to fade Coastal Carolina because Grayson McCall's out, and that's 90% of your offense right there. Literally, he's completed 168 of 244 passes over 2,000 yards this year, 21 touchdown passes, just one pick. And he's also fourth on the team with 165 rushing yards. He's done for the year. They're trying to figure out who the next guy is. Jared Guest was 9 of 20 through three interceptions. Bryce Carpenter was 3 of 5 for only 59 yards. They both seen limited action. James Madison got off to that nice start. This is their first year in the FBS. They're going to a bowl game. And if they win this game, dude, they could get a share of the Sun Sunbelt uh, East, which they can't play in the conference title game because they're not eligible, but that's a hell of a year for year one in the FBS, man great year. after being a great F. I mean, this is a great story. So I'm going to mm. roll with James Madison. I liked it at 14, 14 and a half is kind of pushing it, but, uh, gonna roll with James Madison uh, you're
1: on the right look how many people are gonna see a 9-1 and one team getting 14 points right exactly. I mean they're gonna be all over so you're on the right side there. and
0: then a couple more here uh I like Illinois I know we're probably gonna be going against each other on this one unless you're not gonna play this one I know you said you like yeah
1: I, I was leaning Northwestern just because I mean Illinois you, just don't you think there's gonna be some letdown They came so close I just, last week I
0: think this is like the rivalry game they're gonna be all pumped up and nobody likes Northwestern Northwestern yeah. I mean ever since week you one, would know
1: it better than 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 me so i definitely take your word for it i usually
0: hate uh fade northwestern man they're just not a very good football team i love pat fitzgerald they're always tough but this is just not their year so i'm gonna roll with illinois and it's kind of been a letdown here the last couple weeks they played some games tough that they shouldn't have been in they lost some games that they should have won it looked like they were going to go to a major bowl game i think they bounce back with a big win here i think they're going to be able to run the football all over northwestern i think northwestern will turn the football over in this game uh, so I'll roll with uh, Illinois. Anything under 15. It's 14 and a half right now. I'm cool with that. We're on the same side in Auburn, Alabama. You're breaking that game down, and that's your squad, so I'll let you take that one. And then we're both rolling with, and I think this is one of our locks, dude, I, Iowa State, I for, mean, all the, for all the reasons that we've talked about for the last five weeks. And as college football fans, let me ask you this. Don't you feel like we all have to be rooting for not only Iowa State tomorrow against TCU? Because I just don't want to see TCU take on Georgia. No. I don't want to see TCU play against Ohio State. Or Michigan they will get blown the hell out correct but also I feel like we kind of have to root for and I know everybody hates Notre Dame joining conference losers but aren't we all rooting for them tomorrow man um yes. I do not want to see USC sneak in there
1: no because they play they know defense
0: I want None. your squad if I had I would rather see a two-loss Bama team get in because I think the more I think about it who's going to compete with Georgia on a neutral field Everybody keep. Anytime we have a guest on, we ask and they bring up Ohio State. Then we watch Ohio State the last couple of weeks. I just don't. Georgia's see Georgia's D line will eat Ohio
1: State's offensive line alive. Alive. Here's the question for you: If you're a Georgia fan, what George? If you had to ask a Georgia fan, who is the team that you want to play the least? Who's the team that they would pick? Bama.
0: Every time.
1: You think Kirby wants to see Saban again? No. Every time they are terrified. I mean, of Tennessee's
0: Bama. cooked. I mean, they lost, and Henan Hooker's done for the year. Yeah, man. Uh, a couple more that I'll throw out there really quick before we get to the break. We're looking at Midwest weather. Again, first half under Ohio State, oh, Michigan. Me Wisconsin, under Minnesota. See, I actually, I'm staying away from that one. Okay. Let's go to Northern Illinois against Akron tomorrow. It's 53 and a half. It opened at 55. I think that's probably going to close at 52, 52 and a half. Maybe go down a full point once we see, again, 70% chance of rain. Yeah. Neither offense really doing a whole lot this year. I'm going to go under 53 and a half. And uh, I like the over in LSU, Texas A&M. It's right now, it went from 51 down to 47 and a half. Obviously, the under getting steamed. I think LSU's going to put up some points in that game. And I could see them scoring 48. I, I, I know that, you know, we overrate. The thing is, we look at these totals every week and we talk about Texas A&M's defense. How overrated are they? Especially on that defensive line. You could run the ball down their throats. Um, LSU's been pushing the ball down the field. They're already playing in the SEC title game. So I'm not going to bet them in this spot because there could be a letdown. I mean, they're already going to the game, right? And year one for Brian Kelly, but I think we're going to get some points. I would just maybe wait because I could see that total going down even more. So that's the last one I got Uh, JMU. I played that at 13 and a half. I'm fine with that at 14, 14 and a half under 28 and a half for Michigan, Ohio state. It's 28 right now. Cool with that. Oh, one more Louisville plus three against Kentucky. The only problem is, is uh, Malik playing in this game, but this is just an auto fade of Kentucky. Here the last couple of weeks, man. Um, offense
1: has been struggling big time. Yeah,
0: Will Levis. I just such high hopes in the beginning of the season. The funny thing is, he's still everywhere. Like a lot of these different uh, mocks you look at,
1: he's still the first quarterback taken. I just I over don't, Bryce yeah, and I, over CJ. I will never understand
0: that. But if Malik plays, I love them. He's day to day right now. They're they're optimistic that he's going to play against Kentucky, but uh, he's going to be a game time decision. Didn't play against North Carolina State. He's obviously 80% of that offense. Last year had 20 touchdowns on the ground. Doesn't turn the football over. If he plays in this game, I like them to win outright. The reason that number I think is still sitting there at three is because they're leaning that he's going to be in there, but we'll wait and see. Like you never know. I mean, a couple weeks ago, I bet Arkansas and then KJ Jefferson, like 15, 20 minutes before the game was announced out. So We'll see on all that.
1: Yeah, that's happened. Uh, that happened to me, too, in that same game. Real quick, what do you make of the Civil War? Oregon, Oregon State. I know neither of us kind of have that on our picks, but it's obviously one of the marquee games. Bo Nix, uh, who knows if he plays? He played last week against Utah. Oregon State is 9-2 and two against the spread this year. Perfect 5-0
0: against the spread at home. Plus 3. Glad you brought that up, actually, because I really, really, really want to play Oregon State. The only thing is, is that they're saying like Bo Nix looks a little bit healthier this week. But last week, if you watched that game, no, they had one, I believe one quarterback design run and they didn't roll him out of the pocket one time. I still, I, that, that game, I just didn't want to talk about it because it pains me. Because if Utah <laughs> wins, I'm like $2,500 richer um, and they lose that game because Cam rising damn him. But I think you got to take Oregon State, man. I think so, too. Unless Bo Nix is healthy, though. But he he couldn't move in that game, and he still beat Utah. I don't want to screw them.